2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: Is Giannis Antetokounmpo a diva? I don't know. I think he's exhibiting diva-like behavior, though. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We don't usually start with NBA topics around here, but the Bucks fired their head coach yesterday, Adrian Griffin. And to me, Perloff, this one has the fingerprints of disgruntled superstars all over it.
3: All right, so we're starting the show by criticizing Giannis. I mean, uh, who else are we going to go after? Is Mother Teresa in the next segment? Uh, He's a likable dude. I get it. Yeah, I'm not going to say the last name, but come on. How can you have a problem? Giannis is one of the most... Humble, amazing superstars sports has. Yeah. And you're starting off by the show by saying he's a diva?
1: <laughs> okay, well, I don't know again, but I can only go by what the public record would would, it would have. And that's a couple things. So if you're just getting up to speed with the story, it happened yesterday afternoon. The Bucks fire their head coach despite the fact that they've got the second best record in the Eastern Conference of 30 and 13. They were coming off of a win. However, apparently they're upset with the defensive schemes in Milwaukee, which sounds like a troll. (laughs) I mean, anyone who's talking about defense in the NBA in the year of our Lord 2024, I think sounds like a little empty. Honestly, you are going to criticize and you're going to fire a guy because of the defense when nobody plays defense in this league. That's the big joke about
3: Uh, that. Maybe the defensive scheme is, hey, superstar, you're going to play some defense. (laughs) They're like, oh, I am. I don't think so. You're fired, buddy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But
3: uh, I do understand... The the storyline is they're making Giannis switch up top and he's nowhere near the basket on defense So people are just storming the box in the paint. Okay, That makes sense. At least there's something there. Okay,
1: but that feels like if you know that and other people watching know that, you don't think that an NBA head coach, even a first-year head coach, mm-hmm. Adrian Griffin, who spent nine years in the league and what, like seven years as an assistant coach, All the the assistant coaches on your bench, the superstars themselves, nobody else could think about switching up a defensive scheme. Again, there was a game last night between the Jazz and Pelicans where the final score was 153-124. to Firing a head coach and blaming it on defense to me is so lame. And this is the second head coach that's been fired with Giannis. Now, Mike Boonholzer, they won a title, and he was subsequently fired. Other diva behavior like from Giannis and again I don't know the guy personally I'm just going by what the public record is so Giannis comes over uh, gets drafted the diamond in the rough from mm. Greece so homesick when he first gets here that he insists that the Milwaukee Bucks find a way to get his family oh from god Greece to Milwaukee what a, jerk. And, what a th- jerk and threatens to go back to Greece if they don't do it okay so now we get
3: threatened first of all that could be portrayed as he is the opposite of a diva. That he's a sensitive young kid who knew that he'd be stronger with his family around. God forbid that you you have your family come and support you. Okay, but that's, this is a good thing, Maggie.
1: But why is it the bucks problem? Like you put that because on the
3: bucks. He, they drafted a the 19 year old kid out of Greece. Yeah, he should have said, "All right, I'll come next year. I'm not ready to go." He was honest about the fact that he was not ready for the NBA, which okay. I think a lot of people are not honest about.
1: Let's move on. Uh, we know that after he signed his first big deal, which was the five year, 220 million won the super max after he'd already won MVP that that same uh, a couple months later the same offseason he threatens to stop playing basketball like something was going on and listen we're all going through a lot in the pandemic some people had more resources to handle it than others but mental health is mental health and he threatened to not play basketball anymore okay then you have this offseason, disappointing mm-hmm. that you would lose to the Miami Heat, who eventually went on to the finals, but you lose to the Miami Heat in a series where Giannis was injured for a lot of the games, and you fire the head coach, and Giannis goes to the New York Times, goes to podcasts, goes to everywhere he can find to tell the Bucks and the world, if you don't make a move for a superstar, thanks for the memories, I'm out of here. Now, I'm not saying he's a diva. I'm saying this is diva-like behavior. Yeah. If this was James Harden or Russell Westbrook or someone like that, we would be killing them for doing this. So what yes, do they do? Yes, because
3: they aren't as good as Giannis. But we did kill LeBron and KD when they did stuff like this. Oh, because I those think are super- we
1: did. People hate LeBron for stuff like this. hate NBA superstars who try to throw their weight around in this way.
3: Really? I mean, I think if a uh, Superstar just sits there and uh, does nothing and lets the team crumble around him, like we would kill him for that. Like he's just got to sit there in Milwaukee and be the three C for the next 10 years. I think he had to do something. He's been there. This is his 11th year in Milwaukee. Yeah. LeBron was long gone from Cleveland. KD was long gone from OKC. Like the, you know,
1: we still rip the fact that Giannis leaving is to go still. To State, the the
3: fact that Giannis, well, he was leaving to go somewhere at that point. The fact that Giannis is still in Milwaukee alone speaks to Giannis's loyalty. I, I, I can't rip this dude okay. as a diva.
1: He signed another contract extension. Okay, he does because he threatens that if they don't do something, he's going to leave. So what do they do? They make a trade for Dame Lillard, probably overpay for Lillard, but whatever. You're in your window and you want to capitalize on it. Dame Lillard, who has hit so many big shots and who is a great player, but A has never won anything. And two is not a good defensive player yet plays almost 40 minutes a game. So that means you have to try to hide or make up for a bad defensive player for a lot of the game for most of it. And then you wonder why your defense is bad. And then you blame that and fire the coach. Like where's the personal accountability from the players here? I, if you want to be a better defensive team, that to me is more about a commitment to it. And if you're a superstar who's making hundreds of millions of dollars, do you really need a coach to be up your butt about it? Isn't that the personal, like, hey, my greatness? Like, come on, you think Michael Jordan needed Phil Jackson to say, hey, play defense? Michael Jordan said, move out of my yeah. way. I'm taking the best, their best offensive player in crunch time. Move me on him and took the personal responsibility. I hate to do the Jordan thing, but we're talking about rare air here with yeah. Giannis, aren't we?
3: But no, because let's face it, you look at the the NBA today, it is yeah. tightly packed at the top. And you know as a fan, like you see the guys on the sideline or by the bench the coaches make a huge difference. I mean, honestly, like, you see Doc Rivers, who was going to take over, going yeah, against, we'll Eric, get to that part going a against Eric Spolstra. What's your initial reaction? I don't care who's on the court. I'm going to give Spolstra an edge in a playoff series. So, if Adrian Griffin... all Everything you said, I understand where you're coming from, but if Adrian Griffin is a bad coach, this is the right move. I mean, regardless, like, I'm... I'm glad for Bucks fans they did this now instead of letting it just like fester. Might as well rip the band-aid because there's only one t- goal there is to win a title. And what's Giannis doing if he's not trying to win a championship? Just be okay? What, okay. Why would you? Why would you credit him for just sitting there and being like, "All right, let's let's fade into good, but not great"?
1: That's the other side of it, right? If you think that now was the right time to do it, you're going to bring in Doc Rivers, someone not exactly associated with. Winning. Well,
3: that's not fair. He won a title. He
1: did win a title in 2008. It's 2024. And I think Doc, for as you know, he's got ties to Milwaukee. He was a great player. He has been a coach. Hell, he's basically coached every person in the NBA now. He's got the ties. I think he is better for a veteran team. But Doc is almost known more now for blowing leads in series than he is for winning them.
3: Oh, yeah. You didn't bring in the
1: closer here with Doc Rivers. You just brought in somebody who has coached veteran teams before.
3: Yeah, I mean, also, it's midseason. I'm not sure they have their complete choice of great coaches. Uh, maybe they screwed up in the offseason by not getting Nick Nurse. There's yep. a report that Nick Nurse and Giannis were not on the same page. Yeah. Kenny Atkinson
1: is, was another yeah. finalist well, from Golden State.
3: He's okay. I, I think he's a little, yeah, the former Nets coach, right? Yep. So, I, I don't know. I think that they didn't really have their choice of guys here, and it sounds like Doc was around the team. Honestly, for for Giannis, I'm glad he's still in Milwaukee, and to stay in Milwaukee, he's got to really put his foot on the pedal to try and win a championship. There can't be any like nice guy here. I I think Giannis' problem probably is too nice of a guy. Wow, not okay. to I mean through his career, like I like he I think of Kobe as the ultimate if, on the killer scale of NBA stars. Kobe is the ultimate killer, right? I uh, I don't think Giannis is in that category. Michael Jordan is the ultimate killer. Sure, LeBron is halfway there. Giannis is even right of LeBron on the killer scale. And LeBron probably could use a little more killer in him, too. I don't want to see Mr. Nice Guy. If you're going to win an NBA championship, you got to be a super jerk. Okay. And I kind of I kind of like that if I want to win the title.
1: Okay, well, I don't think Nicole Jokic is a super jerk, but I get your point. Yeah. I, I just think, it's, what about the personal accountability? And you're right, maybe Adrian Griffin wasn't the right guy. They had Terry Stotts, who was Dame Lillard's former coach yeah. in Portland, and something happened with a dust-up right before their final preseason game, and he left. I mean, left the team. That maybe was the first sign that that things might not be going well. But again, I'll ask you, like, you know, where is the personal accountability from the superstars? Second coach you've got, I can't say you got him fired, but you definitely didn't stand for his job, that's for sure. And I imagine that Giannis had to be involved at least a little bit in their head coaching search. Hell, he's out there, again, New York Times podcast, telling them, if you don't get another superstar, I'm going to leave. Did he have no say in who the head coach was going to oh, be? Oh, definitely did. Okay, so you signed off on Adrian Griffin, uh, yeah, and then immediately started to show him up. This is random, but there was a game where Adrian Griffin is in a timeout, and the whole team's around him, and Giannis is sitting on the scorer's table, basically pouting. Again, I'm not saying he's a diva. I'm saying diva-like behavior. That if it was someone else who wasn't as likable as Giannis, I think we would be absolutely shredding today.
3: So, yeah, I, I mean think poll question. But that being said, if you're a Bucks fan. And this is a they had a dud. They got a lemon as a coach, sure. which sounds like Adrian Griffin was. This is a good day, right? I mean, maybe you don't like Doc. That's a wholly different thing. You but you
1: just had Doc coaching your team. Yeah,
3: Doc feels like he's not getting on the second round anymore in the NBA. But honestly, <laughs> so what did you
1: do? Uh,
3: but it, it does sound like Adrian Griffin was even worse because the Bucks are thirty and thirteen, but they've had one of the easiest schedules in the NBA. They don't look like a title team right now. So I understand. I'm not against a drastic change. I mean. I'm not sure the bucks win a title with Giannis again. It doesn't feel like I was, I was the, my initial reaction when I heard the storyline, I'm like, Oh man, the bucks are a mess. They're never getting back to there. It feels like the NBA is so parody driven right now. It's such a fine line between good and championship. I don't mind desperate moves. Uh, but I totally agree with you. Like you, you, don't get Dame Lillard and expect your defense to stay at the same level. You
1: trade away Drew Holiday; like, so he's that, one that, of the best perimeter defenders. And you're like, man, they're really killing us from three. Why do you think your opponents are able to walk into threes?
3: But did you have the same reaction I did? Like they, they, they're thirty and thirteen, and they're firing this guy. He must be a bad coach. <laughs> like, oh my god.
1: So apparently, according to the Athletic, again, we're talking about the Bucks firing their head coach. Which, listen, is that like the biggest breaking news? No, maybe not. But the fact that Jan I think he's got some diva-like behavior, and this is somebody who we've never associated with something like that. I-, I thought it was interesting. The Athletic is reporting that Doc Rivers apparently has been involved here for a lot longer than we may have thought. So I know everyone very split on this show about the in-season tournament. I'm not gonna, we're not gonna relitigate the merits of the in-season tournament. Really? I'll, say, I'll say, yeah, I know, but let's let's be on the ready, everyone. Knives away. <laughs>
4: Dump, but- dump buttons out.
1: <laughs> but it was the in-season tournament and the loss to the Pacers that first set this thing on the bad course. Apparently, this is where the internal skepticism grew regarding Adrian Griffin's ability to lead. And there was strong signs that change was coming. So the in-season tournament definitely mattered for something. That's when, according to league sources in The Athletic, that the team reached out to Doc Rivers... Who's calling games for ESPN now to become a informal consultant to Griffin at the behest of the Bucks? So Griffin's not asking for Doc Rivers' help; they're foisting Doc Rivers to help Adrian Griffin. And then, basically, it was almost one one way to read it is then Doc kind of understood what the internal dynamics were from the team, at least from Griffin's perspective. And now he's the serious leader to become the head coach. Yeah. I mean, an ultimate shiv. Would
3: well, that kind of help? I don't know uh, <laughs> if I want Doc Rivers coming in to consult this show. I mean, geez, Doc. <laughs> I know.
1: Doc has me to be the Maggie and Doc show.
3: So, I was thinking the off and Doc show, actually. But <laughs> there you go. Uh, actually, actually, Doc's
1: Doc, replacing well, Bilotti.
3: Doc is uh, <laughs> Doc, a big fan of mine, by the way. We, we have a few really awesome interactions. He's the nicest, coolest guy. I'm a big fan of Doc. But... I would not have fired him as a coach. I don't think they had their choice. I, I think they should have gone with like the young, really smart, strategic guy because they need a they little... They just
1: did that with Griffin. The, they just fired yeah, him. They
3: need a... Well, I mean like the guy who's proven a little bit more, like a Nick Nurse. So I think they need a little umph. They need a really, really good coach to get him because they're stuck. I just can't... I don't think they have the, the squad right now because Damien's great, but he's 33. He can't play defense. Right. Giannis, they're going to run into... Uh, just like they're going to run into some problems in the playoffs. So I, I don't know. I think they had to take a desperate swing here. I don't think Giannis wins again in Milwaukee, and I do think he's going to leave at some point and
4: try and get one more ring.
1: <laughs> Andrew Kaplan, our very own, asking if Doc can run the dump button on the show. I don't
4: know. <laughs> a lot a lot will get passed if we catch. let Doc get that. <laughs> uh, okay, 855-212-4CBS,
1: 855 212 I think let's put this uh, as a poll question. Giannis Adiva? Yes, no? At Maggie and Pearl, that's where you can go vote. I've been getting in trouble a little bit with um, some members of the show for some unpopular opinions I've had regarding the animal world. I think we should address it and clear the air. We'll do that next. We also have football to get to. Football, 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 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.
3: Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. I'm starting to keep a list here of incredibly likable people that Maggie has called out in the last two weeks. <laughs> it's uh, a long list. Uh, a little, little criticism of our guy, Pat Mahomes, who seems like the nicest man in sports. No, I just
1: said I said the Chiefs aren't likable, yeah. not Mahomes specifically.
3: Well, who's the face of the Chiefs? Now you're going after Giannis. Uh, I'm trying to think.
1: <laughs> I said he's, expo- he's uh, you know... Showing diva-like behavior. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Are you going to say Wemby's too French? I'm trying to think of other (laughs) popular players that you could criticize. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like you could criticize them for some things, but you got to admit, they're awfully likable and Giannis uh, Giannis does have a couple shows about him and his family. Uh, He's sort of a Disney character. Uh, (laughs) Diva is not the first word that jumps to mind with me. Just
1: Check the receipts. I mean, check the facts. If this was not someone who was so likable and they, you know, multiple coaches got fired, including one when you're, Mm. you know, 30 and 13 and the biggest issue is defense in the NBA where you're scoring 150 points a night and you know, you're, you're sort of held the organization hostage over the summer. Yeah. There's been a lot of diva-like qualities here. You got your brother playing on the team because you need your brother there. Like, Thanasis, no disrespect to Thanasis, but, like, he could also just live in Milwaukee with Giannis. He doesn't have to literally take up a roster spot. I
4: I mean, let's be real. The Bucs, they've become the most unlikable team in the NBA. Oh, my God.
1: The Bucs are the most unlikable team? Easy. <laughs> I don't know if anyone cares enough about the Bucks to make them unlikable. No, no?
4: they are the most unlikable. Because think about this. You had Mike Budenholzer last year. Yeah. He took you to an NBA championship. First one since the 70s when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was playing for you. Okay, you fire him after one really bad playoff series. We all can admit that. It was a week before, after his brother died. Um. Yeah. So he dealt with a very serious strategy. You threw him out with the bad fours that we don't care about him. Get rid of him. You hire a first-year coach, a guy who has not done this before, expecting that there were going to be no hiccups. You have the second-best record in the NBA – and you move on after 43 games? Come on. And and then you got Dame Lillard's like, I want to play on Super Team. I want to play on this team, that team, this team, that team. Giannis says, oh, the equipment cleaners got to be better. <laughs> the Nassis is on there looking like a fool on there on the sidelines, knowing that yeah. he's only got a job because of his brother. These guys suck. Get these guys out of here. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, the other part, too, about Dame is he didn't want to be there. He wanted to be in Miami. Like, he – Obviously. It's, it's it, all... It's all... It's this all This is the second best
3: thing. They yeah, 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 No, you're right. Giannis, Dame Lillard, these guys in... You have the Clippers in this NBA, and you're saying the Bucks are the most unlikable team. You have a team what? that actually has James Harden, Russell Westbrook on the same team, and you're saying the Bucks are the most unlikable team. They just broke off. A guy the two who most likable
4: players in the entire league. They just broke off a guy who won their first NBA championship in 50 years, and then hired a guy who was in his first job, and they fired him after 43 games because they're not playing defense. Hello, the GM, you got rid of your best defensive player. Maybe oh, that's so why you, you got. You NBA fans defense?
3: around the league are like, "Oh, here comes the evil empire. It's the Bucks. I really hate them. I'm going to buy a." a Take it to hate watch them. Get out
4: of here. Nobody, are you, are you you know, know, Doc Doc Rivers is this, this lovable character. Everybody loves rooting <laughs> for that guy. Come on.
1: This uh. is gonna be something. Uh, Maggie's karaoke pants in the chat says smear the deer. Um eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. Uh we will get to a lot of football. Meanwhile, baseball hall of fame. Oh, you wore the fear of the deer shirt.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I love the box.
1: You took this long to un unveil that? Well,
3: I mean, Honestly, I'm like every neutral NBA fan. I love the Bucs. How can you not like everything about everything about them? So they fired Adrian Griffin. You really think that's going to move the needle for anybody? But the question Does is, anybody- why did
1: they hire him in the first place? Who cares for they this kind up? of team?
4: Yeah, but I honestly, that is you, such how a how minor move. How can you say they screwed up? they had the second best record in the NBA. No, I'm standing on this Adrian Griffin thing. they have the second best record in the NBA. There's n- why, why do you say that for Adrian
3: Griffin. What do you know about Adrian Griffin as a coach? Nothing. He coached 49 games. I know games. Doc Rivers can't
4: has, is it the one of the biggest chokers that we have in the NBA when it comes to head coach. You want to talk about Doc Rivers, the guy they have? Let's talk about him. He's yeah. blown how many 3-1 leads, how many 3-2 leads, how many 2-0 leads.
1: I think they're bringing in Doc to manage egos, which is one thing. He's done thing. terribly. Well, I mean, I think that's one person that they, I think that's one coach who has had experience with these, like, super teams, with a lot of egos. Didn't work out in Philadelphia, obviously, nope. the James Harden stuff, but maybe nobody gets through to Harden, you know?
4: Didn't work out with Ben Simmons and Joe Embiid. I know. Didn't work out with superstars, didn't work not, out with, not eighth guys on a roster didn't, skill-wise. Didn't work out with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> didn't work out with Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. Well, he's, he's he, he he has, he a great experience dealing with superstars in terms of getting them to blow up and fail in the playoffs. That's his experience.
1: Yeah, I, I would say, I guess, when I'm saying managing egos – you didn't hear a lot of, until the until Philadelphia, where Ben Simmons might be a lost cause. You know, James Harden, that's a whole other level. But he got guys to play together. They didn't win, so you could say, all right, then it didn't work. It worked in Boston, of course, that one year with the ultimately motivated Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. But I, I think that he can make, I think that the, the veteran players respect him. That's he, all
3: he, got yeah. a, he got a little thing going with Harden and B that Brett Brown couldn't do in Philly. Like, he was brought in to sort of be... A guy with a little bit of clout who could tell superstars things. You're Listen, right. It might not work, but title. at least that's what the thing I, is.
1: I don't think they're winning a title. Meanwhile, we have baseball to get to. Andrew Bogish is here. Hall of Fame last night. You get three inductees. So congratulations to Adrian Beltre, to Todd Helton, and to Joe Maurer, who all get in on this year's ballot Uh, Billy Wagner falls four votes short. I hate this voting process to its core. What makes sense about this? Either you are or you aren't a Hall of Famer, right? And I know we could talk about this till the cows come Mm. home, but a guy falls four votes short. I think Todd Helton was 11 votes over. uh, Uh, Five. And he was 11 short last year, pardon me. So it's like this slow crawl where a guy eventually is going to get in, leave it to baseball to take like any kind of mystery totally out of this thing. It becomes completely anticlimactic.
5: And the math on Wagner is crazy because I saw a tweet this morning that two people who voted for him last year didn't vote for him this year for some reason. And then <laughs> there were like three or four ballots that just had like... Manny Ramirez an A rod on it only as yeah, I don't people
1: know. use it as like a personal right. protest or something like that, and like,
5: he misses by five votes.
1: Like there used to be people, there used to be voters. I think they've gotten rid of a lot of these guys because they made it a rule that if you haven't covered baseball in ten years, you don't get a vote. Anymore, yes, okay. So that kind of lopped off like over a hundred voters. There used to be people who just would never put anyone first ballot, right? So Mariano Rivera n- doesn't get my vote because I have this like. No personal uh, I have a personal philosophy wasn't,
3: about it, it. Because, wasn't it because Babe Ruth didn't get all the votes in his first ballot isn't there some history there uh, is it, was it Babe or Lou Gehrig or somebody didn't get all the votes on the first ballot so they said nobody can
1: I thought didn't Babe Ruth get the same amount of votes as Joe Maurer something crazy anyway
5: but yeah, people have done stupid things, made points with their ballot, or just been dummies. Like, this is a real thing. Like, if you submit a ballot that doesn't make sense, you should have to defend it or lose your right to vote. Like, it shouldn't just be, okay, at first it was a free-for-all. Then, as you said, they scaled it back a little bit. But still, like, you you should do this correctly. Like, there yeah. are, there's room to disagree on certain players, but if you're going to do something stupid with your ballot— then you should have the they should have the ability to take it away from you so you don't mess up the process. But let me ask sorry, you guys a question. Bell,
1: it was Adrian Beltre got ninety five point one percent of the vote. That's the same as Babe. Oh,
3: that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question though. Uh, I understand your criticism of the process, but is the final product is the guys getting in? It seems like no one's super complaining about the actual end result. Like I think I, they do. I'm not hearing a lot of complaints. I even Scott Rowland, who I didn't understand how that guy made the Hall of Fame. I didn't see widespread criticism from baseball media, that at all. I feel like once guys get in, most of baseball media is like, okay, he deserved it.
1: Uh, I think the Harold Baines, but that was yeah. the Veterans Committee. I think maybe the Tim Raines. I mean, I think there's been wow. guys.
3: I Tim Raines. Well, yeah, that guy was awesome. No, so was Harold Baines. But but
1: Harold Baines is is he Hall of Very Good? We're yeah,
3: I, I hear you. But generally though, these guys, no one's criticizing these guys that got it. And despite the process, it does it is
4: slow and anticlimactic. But it does seem like they get the guys that everybody wants. I think the problem is they are more accepting of the Harold Baines of the world. Because we went year or year at least one year where we voted nobody in yeah. because we had this steroid era kind of just Love void yeah. where we were like, well, we're not voting anybody in. I think now people are just happy to get anybody in the Hall of Fame. And that's why this Hall of Fame is a sham. Gary Sheffield not being in the Hall of Fame is an absolute sham. And, it's and in, in, now
1: he's not, but he'll get in through some kind of veterans committee because this was the final year for him of the ballot, and he fell short. I mean, listen, there's a couple things about the steroid stuff that fa- feels like it's hypocritical, at least to baseball fans in the naked eye. And obviously, one's got to be Pudge Rodriguez, right? I know Jose Canseco doesn't have a lot of credibility, but a lot of stuff that he wrote in the book ended up being real, and Jose Canseco called out Pudge Rodriguez. So, you know, I, this whole thing is, is totally non-scientific. Yeah,
5: you also, the, the odd part is you're also asking people to be mean. Like, it's not Harold Baines' fault that he made the Hall of Fame. Sure. So no one's going to come out and destroy Harold Baines. But people didn't think Harold Baines should be in the Hall of Fame. Like, there were conversations sure. about that. No one ripped him. No one freaked out about it. Now, Mad Dog freaked out about Scott Rowland, but like no one's going to go nuts yeah. on Harold Baines. But, he- but, but people had a real conversation that Harold Baines should not be in the Hall of Fame. They were definitely columns of this makes the Hall of Fame worse because Harold Baines is in But
3: I will say this, though. I think you cannot overestimate, and I think that they, how much harder it was to hit home runs in 1985 than it was in 2000. Like the fact that Brady Anderson's fitting 50 home runs, Harold Baines's numbers, that's why Don Mattingly, to me, Don Mattingly and Keith Hernandez not being in, is such a joke. Are you... Is everyone blind to the fact that you couldn't hit 50 home runs in 1985 Mm -hmm. because there were no steroids and this is not the way the game was played? I I think they underestimate these 80s guys tremendously and they put these lesser players from the modern era in over them.
1: Well, the other, but I have a flip side for you on that, which is in the 80s, not everyone was throwing 100. Everyone's throwing so much gas right now. What's it it's-
3: easier to hit a home run off a hundred mile hour fastball than a crafty curveball guy? <laughs> and that helps, like the the speed of the pitching is definitely helping more home runs because no, the ball comes off the bat faster. If you can faster. hit it,
5: though,
1: yeah, that's. I think the pitchers now, like, I'm not going to say they're better; they're just way more athletic, aren't they?
3: But all these home run hitters
5: love fastball pitchers. I mean, that's the thing. How obviously. about this? But, but can th- we do this? Yeah. Can
1: you? Can we have the vote on whether you're a Hall of Famer the day you retire?
5: No, that's too soon.
1: But why?
5: Because you need to. Because you're still. They're still like compare Like you need to be able to process a guy's career. You know, no. no all, most guys are not prepared. Some guys, obviously, we know they're hall of famers. Right. But there are guys who need thought, need conversation, need to see that. Oh, in the last five years, no one's done what he just okay, did. Okay, but then
1: eye test cannot be used then, because if your your eye test shouldn't change from when you actually watch the person with your eyes than 5 years later.
5: Yeah, but I just I still think that in the moment you can you can go too far in either direction while you're watching a guy live. You need time to give a lot of guys need space to let their career breathe. Oh, no doubters I totally are... I totally
1: opposite way. I feel like don't, don't give that space where then we have to start looking at advanced analytics and scraping the bottom of the barrel and this guy versus this guy. If it's a you know it when you see it, we should know it the day you retire. But, the,
5: but, but part of the argument for Billy Wagner is, is he the best lefty reliever of all time? And while that was true the day he retired, it's still true now, like 14 years later, mm-hmm. which is like no one has come... And race past what he did, which validates more his career. Mm. Talking about a guy who led up some big, long home runs, man. Yeah. <laughs> Once our, some
3: sobriety sluggers got a hole with Billy's, that stuff
4: came down a little bit, man. People would hit bombs off I, that dude. And, uh, both, uh, Perloff has a good point about the 80s guys being underrated. I will then also add that I think that home run hitters in the 90s and the early 2000s are also being over, uh, underrated. Um I think that is again Gary Sheffield playing those other steroid yeah. era guys guys we have suspicions about. Like to me you you have a better chance of making the Hall of Fame having not been a 40 50 home run hitter guy. Like Adrian Beltré getting it with 95% for a guy who only hit 40 home runs once in his career was not really a home run hitter until later in his career. Though for some reason we have no suspicions with him. Like it's 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 pathetic. Like yeah. I don't I don't like I think it's 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 tough for me to watch the game and I love baseball growing up and know that I watched the best players, Gary Sheffield, the, you know, Manny Ramirez, whatever. Right. I watched these guys play, and they were by far the best players. And I got to sit there and say, well, in my head, with the Hall of Fame, actually, Adrian Beltre was better than them. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's
1: ridiculous. I know, and nobody is applying the steroid stuff evenly. But the, their home run hitters from the 80s and 90s still are getting in. Frank Thomas, Ken Griffey Jr., Jim Tomey, they're all getting getting in. Not
4: all not not yeah. all of them. We just missed a big one.
1: The guy hit, Gary Sheffield hit 500 home runs. No, I get it. I don't know why Sheffield's not in
3: Sheffield surprised me, I have to admit, uh, because he wasn't as blatant. Manny Ramirez, I understood. I mean, that dude. Manny,
1: though, I talk about watching somebody who feared.
3: Yeah, but he was pushing the envelope with steroids. Like, you can't be so freaking blatant.
1: Well, two suspensions.
3: Yeah, and when he got, I remember when he went to the Dodgers, I was like, oh my God, he is. Like, he's got roids coming out of his skin. These guy's hitting everything. You, gotta, you can't get 100 on the test, Maggie. That's, That's the thing with steroids. That's why I give Gary Sheffield a little credit. He got a 93 instead of 100.
4: The thing I'm not getting is a, how a guy can go from 22% to getting into the Hall of Fame within the next year or two. It, it doesn't make Group sense to me. think
1: is what it is. It, it does. Not, I think.
4: It, it doesn't make sense to me, especially when you have 10 slots on every ballot for a, for a, a candidate. Uh, they need to go to the football model. That's the best model, I think, for Hall of Fames. Like a
1: committee? A committee.
3: Yeah, but I, yeah. I think the football does not get it. I think baseball actually does probably a better job than football. Football, they just let in seven guys every year, and well, no, it's totally but, random. But
4: football, you're allowed to – you have a debate about it. You have a conversation about it. The, the baseball one, here's a ballot,
1: right. go
3: vote. Yeah, but, like, why was Jason Taylor of the Dolphins the first bout Hall of Famer and Terrell
5: Owens was not? There's They have their flaws, too. Oh,
1: definitely. 855-2124-CBS – uh, Bogish has headlines. Hello.
5: Hello again. The headlines are sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. We've got a protest in the NBA. The Blazers had a one-point lead late in Oklahoma City last night. Malcolm Brogdon was caught in a trap. Head coach Chauncey Billups was calling timeout, but the officials didn't see him. So the defense continued Brogdon dribbled for a second time. The double dribble gave the ball to OKC. Billups argued and argued and went on the floor and argued and then got ejected.
0: We got timeouts. Referees usually are prepared for that. You know, that instance, that situation. I'm at half court trying to call a timeout, you know. It's just this is frustrating play. My guys play too hard for that.
5: The free throws from the Techs cost Portland the lead, then Jalen Williams cost them the game. Jalen
0: Williams. Fears left. Pulls up, looking for the lead, and he got it.
5: Jalen Williams, two seconds, 11-1. Uh, this is the Jalen Williams without a Y in Jalen, by the way. Oh, I was going to ask which one. Yeah. So, is there any
3: chance this protest works? I love when my team files an official protest. Right. I feel like that's so, not as big a thing anymore. So satisfying. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, you yeah, have protest, to. Yeah. I'd even be like the Saints fans and sue. There's no chance this one
5: works, <laughs> no, right? But you can't, like, that was not such an egregious thing that he didn't see him calling a timeout. So, first of all, you've got to pay 10 grand to file a protest.
1: The lawyer fee? Yeah. <laughs> Is this an
5: actual process yeah. that exists? Yep. So you've got, a, you've got 48 hours to file the protest with your $10,000 check. Then you have five days to provide the evidence of why you should win. Once you give that evidence, the league has five days to respond. And the last protest successful was 2007. There's only been six total in NBA history. You
1: know what I would do if I were a team? I would find, like, the most seedy... Ambulance chaser type <laughs> yeah. lawyer yeah. <laughs> to come, you know, like Saul Goodman or something, like with the papers coming out of the briefcase and all, harried the neckties off. What's Rusty Harden like doing nowadays? What's that? What's
4: Rusty Hardin doing nowadays? <laughs> yeah,
1: right. He's expensive. I want like make the one hundred. You know, if you slipped and fall, yeah, if slipped and fell in front of a public library. Yeah. You're, you're entitled to a million dollars per. Bring
3: in random witnesses who know nothing about this. <laughs> I want to wear yeah. like a
1: neck brace. I want Chuncey yeah. Phillips and a neck brace the next time we see him. Uh, like,
3: wait, uh, would you say it worked in 2007, does that mean that they replayed the game? What do yeah, you mean?
5: so I, I was just reading about this. It yeah. was a game um, with the magic now. I'm forgetting. So the the game involved Shaq. Shaq was incorrectly given a sixth foul, fouled out. He only had five. Uh-huh. They restarted the game with like nine seconds left. And the, the the end didn't change. The team that was winning wow. still won. The
1: Donaghy game,
5: but Shaq had been <laughs> traded off the team, so he wasn't even in the game when it resumed like th- two months that's later. Awesome. I
3: remember this. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh! Wow, was the I don't remember for that. On this game? Yeah. That
3: that's totally amazing.
1: Listen, not to dunk on the yeah. refs, no pun intended. But we also yesterday, so they missed this last night. It was egregious. In that Carl Anthony Towns sixty-two point yep law, lo- he had sixty-two points, but they lo- They lost to the Hornets. Were you about to do this? No. They put out the end-of-game report that officials missed 10 calls in the final 120 seconds mm. of action. 10 you, calls. 10 calls.
4: You, you got to suspend the rest from that crew. You got to. I mean... 10?
1: I, I never thought these end-of-game reports really did what they thought they were going to do. But ever since Donaghy, no. I think they want to be totally transparent. But how does it help you when you miss 10 calls? In two minutes. What are you doing?
5: Not in a game, in two minutes.
1: Were really you like getting a hot dog and popcorn at the <laughs> snack? Well,
3: I think I want to support the officials who ignored Chauncey Billups' timeout because the, <laughs> the single worst thing about the NBA, and I think one of the reasons ratings are down. The timeouts at the end of the game. Has any team That's in the NBA history ever run out of timeouts? Has it ever happened? <laughs> it is like a deep well of timeouts. Chauncey's like, uh, we had timeouts left. He should have known. Yeah, I know you had timeouts left. He's, Every single game, there's 47 timeouts in the last two minutes. And then we do a nine-minute replay. Whatever that that official was moving the game along. Yeah, that this was is like
1: people like Mike McCarthy <laughs> and Todd Bowles have to be like, wait a minute. <laughs>
3: yeah, I yeah, yeah, Timeouts
1: well, not Todd Bowles.
3: Yeah. Well, that's true. But timeouts in the NBA are terrible at the end of a game. Did they change the rules so you can't call three in the last minute? But anyway, uh, yeah. So are they going to replay this bogus? It sounds like there's. I don't think so. I didn't know that. Did you know that they replayed a Shaq? No,
1: totally forgot. Or didn't or never knew.
5: Yeah, I don't I don't think you you almost never win these. And it has to be really, really like procedural like the Shaq one was. Just them not seeing you call timeouts not gonna help. Uh one other Portland thing we've got DeAndre Ayton, the former Sun Center, saying recently he's got nothing to prove He's a max player. He'll stay a max player, but it'd be super cool if he played like a max player. Uh, some thought he needed to get out of Phoenix. He's out of Phoenix. He's averaging a career low twelve point eight points per game right now for those Blazers. Oof. That's a guy I want on my team. Nothing to prove.
1: <laughs> yeah, way to have that dog in you. <laughs> I got paid and I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. That's yeah.
1: exactly that's what all the greats said. Yeah, it's
4: like reminded me of Andrew Bynum when he said, "There's a you know there's an ATM in every in every city in the NBA." <laughs> that was basically that's an all time quote. <laughs> Wasn't it eight
5: and last week they couldn't get to a game because of ice? Yes.
4: Okay. Yes, he could not get to a game uh, because they, the people in his Oregon community were trying to mm. ice the streets around him, and apparently they were just – it was impossible. It was an ice rink, basically. And he's he missed from, the game.
1: He's from Arizona, right?
4: He's from the Bahamas. Yeah. Uh,
1: okay, and then played college. Yes. played in college
4: in Arizona, right, played, Arizona. played for the Suns.
1: Right, well, well, I, you,
3: I think the people who were upset were opposing guards. You ever seen that guy try to <laughs> defend a pick and roll? I mean,
4: <laughs> God,
3: he gets taken so hard when he gets out of the top. He's
4: has no chance. Yeah, Charles, I think that's why they got rid of him. Yeah, Charles Barkley says, you know, he's the kind of guy you, you send a limo to. Make sure he gets the game in yeah. perfect condition because <laughs> you want him out there going against you.
5: It's, I mean, he's a really good offensive player. I right. didn't know he was averaging 12 points, but yeah, he's not good. On a bad team where he should be getting all the touches and all the shots and he's getting 13 a night. Uh, LeBron didn't play because of left ankle pain last night. The Lakers losing with Adam to the Clippers, 127-116. The Pelicans smoke the Jazz, 153-124. Behind 17 points in a career-high 11 assists from Zion. And the Nuggets won in Indy, 114-109. Nikola Jokic, 31 points, 13 rebounds and 10 assists. The Raiders are apparently close to hiring Tom Telesco as their GM, as if they didn't have a front-row seat for Telesco's disappointing Chargers teams. <laughs> Second-ranked Purdue pounded Michigan last night 99-67. Zach Eadie had 16 points and 10 boards. And our San Jose Sharks have their first three-game win streak of the season, rallying to beat my Rangers 3-2 in overtime. Mom and Dad, back to you. Wait, oh, should we be worried about LeBron? I mean, he's had a
3: calf contusion this season. Now he's got left ankle pain. I mean, these are, you know, because has had like serious injuries and not load management. <laughs> mm. Left ankle pain, that's the best I could come up with?
1: Well, I mean... What do you want?
3: <laughs> that's <laughs> like, called load management. I mean, do you want
1: tendonitis to make it just totally obvious? <laughs> the
3: word contusion means they're lying.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's it's like, no, 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 it's not that serious. Don't ask them about it, media. It's just a contusion. 855, thank you, Bookish. 855-212-4CBS. Uh, okay, coming up next, we will talk about the Raiders. Interesting move as their front office is now taking shape. What does it mean? For this team, we'll get to that next. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
5: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You
0: are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter.
5: Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Maggie and Perloff. So big hiring yesterday. Juicy. Big splash. The Las Vegas Raiders, one of the all-time NFL franchises... Wedding got Tom Telesco? What? <laughs> yeah. Tom Telesco sorry. just got fired from the Chargers? I mean, this is what you're doing here. I, I think the Raiders blew an opportunity this offseason. I know everybody loves Antonio Pierce. Uh, great player. Seems like a player's coach. But there is something with this organization. Mark Davis is their owner. You need to bring in Jim Harbaugh. You need somebody who keeps, has, keeps Mark Davis away from this team. Someone so powerful, Bill Parcells type. And I'm sorry, this Antonio Pierce Tom Telesco marriage. To me, the ceiling of this team is 10 wins because you are, you know, you're going to be the same old Raiders. It might not be this year or next year, but eventually you're going to fall into that path of mediocrity.
1: Well, I think what's funny about this is everyone looked at the Raider, the Chargers roster and was like, oh, it's a function of this flawed roster. (laughs) Like it's the not drafting, you know, the right guys or it's spending too much money on guys who didn't work out. I mean, this is not a GM who's exactly on a heater here, which is probably obviously why he got fired. Now, the other part about Tom Telesco, which I don't understand, so the former Chargers GM is now going to be the Raiders GM. Don't for, don't forget, when the Chargers needed a quarterback to replace Phillip Rivers, mm-hmm. they were in the draft and they were picking right behind the Miami Dolphins. And they didn't they say at the time, we'll take whoever the Dolphins don't take? <laughs> like, yeah. We'll take Tua or we'll take Harvard. We'll yeah. take whoever's there. It's like, that's not exactly the strong conviction that mm. you wanted. And that's exactly what's going on with the Raiders. You need a quarterback. You can't just be satisfied with whoever falls to you.
3: That's, well, yeah, but Tua would have been pretty sweet in, in L.A. too. He probably would have led the league in passing there too as well. I'm not hating on Tua here. You know, Telesco can draft players. They just can't stay on the field. <laughs> Okay. I mean, he's, he got Rashawn Slater was a great pick at left tackle. He got a Samuel junior. Like he's a good drafter. The problems with the chargers are not really their personnel. There's something else wrong with that. But if you think that's, there's just, everyone well, gets I have hurt.
1: JC Jackson who he signed and then they basically had to just give back to new England and that's just one.
3: Well, I mean, yes. And Khalil Mack was obviously older. I, I don't think like, it's not really, they've accumulated good personnel with the chargers. There's a lot of other issues there. The problem is that's the chargers. Now you're going even lower on the dysfunction (laughs) scale with the Raiders. Lower or higher? (laughs) Uh, No, I I think the Raiders are way more dysfunctional than the Chargers. Raiders have made the playoffs twice since the Super Bowl year. The Chargers like it or not, have had more success than that. So I I just don't think you could win in that team with Mark Davis as your owner. I think there's an organizational problem, and I don't think anything's changing with Tom Telesco and Antonio Pierce. Well,
1: just who is the quarterback? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't want to almost hear anything about the Raiders. Like, I love that, you know, Max Crosby and Devontae Adams, and these guys really wanted, uh, you know, Antonio Pierce and stood on the table for him, and that's great. You should have conviction. Sometimes it's hard to trust the players in these kinds of instances, though. And my question is just, who is going to be the quarterback of this team? And how are you going to find them? And right now you're picking 13th. So you're yeah. not exactly in the catbird seat here to try to get one of the top guys.
3: Well, you could go for you could go for a Bo Nix or a J.J. McCarthy. It's a good year to be 13th if you want a quarterback. It's not That's worked in the past. I mean, uh, what was Sean Watson was 12, Patrick Mahomes was 10. It's not like it's a spot where you can't get a quarterback. You have to be a little lucky and really smart. Uh, they're going to draft. I, I. they have to draft somebody in this first Has round to. right? Because they've not had any success bringing in Jimmy G the free agent round is nothing. But even if they do bring in the quarterback, don't you see that problem with the Raiders? There's something about them. They just, they don't seem like a threatening team. And I think it's the way their, their organization runs. Uh, kind of like Jerry Jones is holding back the Cowboys. I think Mark Davis is holding back the Raiders. And I don't think that's a hot take
1: eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. Daniels in Virginia wants to weigh in uh on a, a thought from before I said I, I think Giannis is if he's not a diva, he's he's displaying diva like behavior with the firing now of a second head coach. Hey Daniel, what's going on dude?
2: Hey Maggie, hey Perloff, how are you guys doing? We're doing great. Good. I so real quick before I get in on the the Giannis conversation, I was gonna say that Perloff was, was over the top calling you out for uh for hating on all everyone's favorites and then you went and brought up the Pudge Rodriguez doping <laughs> allegations, so I think Perlov is on track. You need to come back down to the comments. Daniel,
1: blame Jose Canseco, don't blame me. I didn't uh, write you, it in my book; he wrote it in his.
2: Yeah, you just need to forget the book happened. Everyone loves Pudge, so. <laughs> but but Arod,
1: rods in the book, and everyone's like, "That guy definitely." I mean, he admitted he well, cheated.
2: That's, that's fair. You go ahead and dump on Arod all you want. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have uh, our favorites, but, don't uh, we?
2: <laughs> to, to, to come back to that whole Giannis thing, and again, I don't know a lot of basketball. I'm kind of like Perlov talking about baseball here, so take it for but um, but I, I feel like Giannis is seeing diva is the only way to survive in the NBA, right? Like the the only great superstar players that I can think of that aren't divas are you know, Jokic, who no one talks about, or Dane Lillard, who everyone talks about, but he doesn't even get to play where he wants, right? Like you can be a superstar, but if you're not a diva, you end up in Milwaukee. You don't get to go to Miami. Right. So, right. so if he, I want what I want, I have to. I have to be, you know, John loud Grant about it. Or right. Draymond, Draymond Green, or you know, you you have to make your opinion known.
1: Yeah, Daniel, thank you for making yours known. Good I think point. you've got some points there. We'll get more into it, and we got more football for you in just moments.